Oh shit. No, you certainly didn't. Hold up, hold up. Wait for it. What's up? You're listening to Impress Me With Music. And I'm her husband, Dave Novohovsky. Oh man, I feel like I'm having deja vu right now. Yeah, that's right. You're listening to Overnight Celebrity by Twista. You might be thinking, why am I listening to this song from 14 years ago? Yeah, why are we listening to this song from 14 years ago? This is your pick, Dave. Yeah, because Meredith was on last week and we were talking about chipmunking. And this was the first like example I can think of of chipmunking. I'm knocking literally everything on the desk over. I just want to say that I was admonished for having a cup of tea earlier, and now Dave has managed <laughs> to knock over literally every item that we yeah. brought along with him. Today. Yeah, I've, I've literally knocked over everything. Um, what do you think of this song? I mean, this is, this is like a, a, a fun track. I don't know if I'm going to be like, wow, what an amazing deep song. Oh, it's not deep at all. I mean, it's fun. I feel like that, that's about as poignant as my comment. That's as poignant as you can be. It's fun. Yeah, it's fun. That's so the best you can do. Hey, I'm walking here. <laughs> I thought you were going to look it up on your phone. Um, oh, I, what more is there to say about it? Miri Ben Ari, the uh, Israeli violinist, appears in the music video. You might remember her. She's got that weird red curly hair. Yeah, she kind of looks like Israeli Shakira. Yeah. Oh my God. Somebody at the at the the comedy festival in, in Indianapolis. I heard her do the joke twice. She's like, "What if Shakira was a horse?" And then what? And she goes like, "Nay, nay, 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 nay." Well, it's not bad. <laughs> I mean, that's fun. That's kind of how I feel about Overnight Celebrity. You know what I mean? Those, those two uh, pieces of content, they land in that same bucket of, uh, hey, that's fun. <laughs> yeah, that's fun. Yeah. Um, all right, well, do you want to fade away to our sponsors? Yeah, let's fade away to our sponsors. Let's do it. Oh, this is the best part right here. Hold on. This is Kanye's signature move. He has this all over Ye in Life of Pablo. And this is the first time you hear him do it. Where he just breaks it down at the end. What's that song you really like off of uh, off of uh, Yeezus? New Slaves, right? It does this. He loves doing this. Alright, let's listen to a word from our sponsors. You stumble across a very intelligent podcast listener. What do you do? Uh, I ask if they've ever heard of desks and day jobs. Roll for insight. Oh, they haven't, and they yes. want to know more. I tell them desks and day jobs is a D&D podcast that takes the humdrum life of four office workers and injects it with magic, adventure, and hilarious antics. All right, roll for perception. Yes. Oh, that's, uh, they're definitely interested. Uh, I grab their phones and subscribe them to Desk and Day Jobs on iTunes, SoundCloud, and the Machine Culture website. Roll for sleight of hand. Oh, that's a critical hit. Yeah. yeah. They're subscribed. Do they have a dog? Uh, can the dog listen to the podcast? Uh, yeah. Roll for animal handling, I guess. Well, that doesn't work. Uh, uh, but they're still interested in Desk and Day Jobs. Yeah. 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 Desks and Day Jobs. Now part of the Machine Culture Collective. Hi, I'm Martha Reddick, and I'm the host of the podcast Chronicles of Nannia, a nanny resource podcast made for nannies by me, a nanny. Each week on Chronicles of Nannia, I'm joined by a guest to discuss topics related to nannying. From how to build the perfect fort to how to legally pay your taxes, we cover it all. If you've ever accidentally told your friend, I need to potty, this podcast is for you. See you on the playground. Hey. You gotta lean into the mic. Hey, I. I'm... Hey. Hello. Hey. Hey, what's up? This episode's brought 
make you buy Chinese food, generically Chinese food. Yeah. Kind of gives you a little bit of indigestion. It's one of the largest countries in the world, yet all their food tastes the same. Well, that's because we're in America. So I guess, let me say, Americanized Chinese food. This episode is brought to you by, like, a deep-fried egg roll. Chinese food is, uh... American. Uh, yeah, like, uh, none of it is gluten-free, I'll tell you that. My body hurts right now. Gluten. That's the name of a Chinese person. Yeah. Uh, I guess that could be true, so it's not racist. Yeah. You don't know. Do you know every Chinese person? There's over a billion of them. Anyway, uh, I really hope that, I really hope that this healing passes soon. Chinese food. All right, so what we're listening to is the uh, Mac Miller Tiny Desk concert. Oh, here, this part's important. This means a lot to me off the album. And we weren't going to be able to travel with strings, so we sent these guys sheet music. And this is actually our first time. We just played it together for the first time like 20 minutes ago. So thank you guys. So Mac Miller's back in the news because... Ariana Grande and Pete Davidson, his uh, ex-girlfriend, uh, split with her fiance, who uh, left him for this person. And uh, allegedly, it is because of Mac Miller. I guess that's she said that. Uh, it's not. I guess she said she wasn't really over it, and his passing kind of made her realize how crazy the relationship was. I mean, to like get engaged to somebody after. Like, yeah. But we're about to play our mutual favorite track off swimming. Yes, that's right, we're back to swimming. But uh, this tiny ass concert's pretty much beautiful. And, uh, I'll stop talking now and let you guys hear a little piece of this. It's so weird. They're just like sitting in this like record store or something. It was their office. What do they do the yeah, tiny desk conference? This is like in one of the So this is the same band that made Damn and uh, and also uh, To Pimp a Butterfly. This is Thundercats band. Along with three uh, Juilliard students playing uh, strings. I listened to this song on the way to Indianapolis a couple of times. This is my favorite line. Instead of having demons that's as big as my house. Yeah. Isn't it funny 
So, he's been dead for what, like a month now? Yeah, I guess he really left like an impact on the music industry for sure. A lot of people have had sort of like public breakdowns. Childish Gambino had like a public breakdown at a concert about him. Obviously, Ariana Grande and Pete Davidson are broken up. Yeah. I think that I thought about it a lot, right? On the drive back. I got to say that it's definitely an impacted by the fact that he's dead. And, and, and then you sort of reverse look at it, right? So that's how I look at Kurt Cobain, right? Like by the time I knew who Nirvana was, Kurt Cobain was dead. So you look at it in reverse. Same thing with Tupac, right? And now, because we sort of rediscovered this artist, now you, we're kind of looking at his life in reverse, right? So when you look at his life in reverse, this is the first album. Yeah, and it's a really powerful first listen for anybody. Yeah, we're going to be doing a couple of first listens today. Um, here. I don't want to. I don't want to do plugs over this, so we'll play another song to do plugs over. For sure, I think. Um, you know, Mac Miller is, was a year younger than I am. Yeah. But the thing that I always said is this idea, like 2009, um, was a big year in my life too. Um, it was like the year I graduated high school, went off to college for the first time. And, um, just a lot of things shifted around in my life. Yeah, I mean, for him, you know, it's when he got famous, right? That's kind of what he's referring to, right? He got he gets famous and it, it goes to his head and he just uh, overdoes it. You know what I mean? Yeah, and obviously I did not get famous in 2009, but I had that same... It was a year of overindulgence for sure, especially at the end there. And uh, this whole idea that it ain't 2009 no more resonates with me, um, just in general, is like a concept of of growing up which i think for us is super hard Even yeah though we're like parents and everything it just especially with like having done comedy and going in and out of like all these weird odd end gigs that we've been in almost more at least me i, I feel like i've done more gigs than i've done jobs yeah um but yeah sort of like having a face that, that it's not too it, you know it ain't 2009 no more it ain't the same bounce back. It ain't the same recovery. It ain't the same little baby consequences. Exactly. You can't say fuck it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you could say fuck it in 2009 because you would bounce back. Like you're saying baby consequences. There aren't real consequences for your actions. Yeah. They're like, oh, man. And you start to get older and then it's like, you know, like it just doesn't work that way anymore. Like now we live a life. Do you know what I mean? Like we have a kid. Do you know what I mean? Like we can't. Oh, I know. Are you aware? Have you oh, figured out that oh, we have a kid? Oh, I, I know what you mean. Um, uh, something's crackling. Things are crackling? Yeah. It's a crack crackling crackling Your mic is not on at all. Is that what happened? Yeah, your mic is literally not on at all. God damn it. Here, can you grab one of those other microphones? I'm going to play a song while we do this. And grab another chord just in case. Okay, so while Mary's grabbing a microphone and a cord, sorry, first of all, that you didn't hear her during any of this. That's my B. Um, you know, give us a five-star review on iTunes. Um, go give our Facebook page a like. You can follow me on Twitter at Lake underscore Superior. Um, leave my wife alone. She doesn't want to know you. She's too cool for you. 
Um, let's see here. My next show. When is my next show? I'll be at camp on November 5th. November, the weekend of November 15th, I'll be headlining at the Comedy Shrine in Aurora. Marion, oh, we have a gig together. Oh, shit, this really crashed away. Hey, uh, I'm back. Am okay. I back? Yeah, you're, it's way too loud right now, but it's yeah. It's too loud, but I'm back now. Now you're good. Now you're good. Okay, Perfect. so. I'm back. Mary's back. I'm back. I'm free. I'm free hand in the mic. Hell yeah. Free hand. Hey, free hand. Look, it's not really a free hand. I got one free hand. I got one hand on my lap, and the other hand is holding a microphone. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, we'll be at Cupcake Comedy Cabaret, hosted by Martin Felschman and Casey Brown. Um, on November 29th. I don't think Casey Brown does it anymore. I haven't seen him in a long time. I don't know. Uh, the once... W- <coughs> I've got a little cough there. Once was hosted by Casey Brown. Who knows? Anyway, there's cupcakes and it's like, Al Cap, come on out on November 29th if you want to see me. Otherwise, that's right. Leave me the fuck alone. Yeah. Leave my wife alone. What are you talking to her for, huh? Yeah, don't talk to me. You see me on the train, turn around and get off the train. <laughs> yeah, get off don't the train. Don't even stay on the train. Ooh, this Saturday I'm at Blackout Diaries. Oh, look at that. These shows just keep coming. Uh, I'm getting a tattoo Saturday morning. That terrifies me. we got to figure out the font of that tattoo. We sure do. And then next Tuesday, Mary and I are going to the Golden Apple Gala. Ooh, the Golden Apple Gala. Who's being awarded? Are you being awarded? No, we're just going to watch... And then we're going to go to Detroit that weekend. <laughs> I'm just reading through our calendar now. Ooh, and Diwali's coming up on November oh, 7th. Oh, yeah, Diwali's coming up. Stay tuned for Diwali. It's going to be a hot one. Do you want to do a Diwali episode? We should probably do a Diwali episode, the music of Diwali. Ugh, yuck. Uh-oh. What's Sounds crowded and sweaty. <laughs> I, I think that's offensive. It might be. Anyway, are we about to come on up on my favorite segment that we do? Uh, well, we have to introduce this track, so no. This is Lenny Williams' Because I Love You, which was the sample for Overnight Celebrity. If you haven't figured that out by now, you dummy. Well, I hadn't figured it out. I guess you're a dummy. I am a dummy. Hey, what's up? Are dummies out there? I'm a dummy, too. Dummy, dummy, dummy. Remember that book, Night of the Living Dummy by Stephen King? Uh, No. No, R.L. Stein. Sorry, it's by R.L. Stein. It was a Goosebumps. No, I only Wait, read on. R.L. Stein. I love these little breakdowns. It seems that I call her on the phone and I, I just can't get her to answer. And then I went to her house and I saw a car parked in the driveway. I but still my knocks went unanswered. <laughs> this is not looking good for this guy. Okay, what year is it? I watched television until television went off. And finally I went to bed, but I found myself waking up a few hours later. Hmm. Have you tried Ambien? And my friend told me, he said, Lenny, you just ought to forget about her. But I told my friend, I said, you know, maybe you've never been in love like I've been in love. And then Lenny, and then his friend was like, what the fuck, man? I'm married. But this is what I told my friend. I said, you know, sometimes you get lonely. Ooh. You get lonely. Now I'm actually converted. I like, I like Lenny Williams now. Actually, this guy's got a great voice. This guy's great. Do you know anything about Lenny Williams? No, I know nothing about Lenny Williams. That was your cue to Google Lenny Williams. <laughs> Get nice. your fucking head in the game, Mary. I really want to do today in music. Um, he's from Little Rock, Arkansas. I guess I just like I like the. Uh, he was the lead Overnight vocalist of Tower Power. Oh, he's still alive. Yep. He was born in 1945. Tower of Power. That means that sounds like a fucking thing f- like Phil Spector invented. Yeah, a tower of power. 
You know that he's just got like a oh he like released some music. It looks like recently, like in 2018. Oh really, Lenny Williamson? Yeah, and apparently he still tours. Well, I mean, he's not dead. I mean, and he's I, I t- what is I don't know how much mainstream success someone like that ever had because I'm looking at his Wikipedia and not one of his albums has its own Wikipedia page. So I'm gonna guess that he never really made like a really huge cultural impact. This song does have like five million listens on Spotify, so it's big. So some people obviously like him. Um, I mean, he's continued releasing music over all these years, so I was incorrect. I, I, there wasn't something that he released in 2018, but he did he, in 2012. He released an album called "Still in the Game," Lenny. <laughs> Just to let you know, Lenny's still in the game. Yeah, but then also in 2015 he. Uh, released blues grooves and other moods he just like kind of seems to rapid release every few years he released in 2012 in 2015 um then it looks like he released something in 2009 2011 2014 2007 2006 Hmm. tower power seems like they're pretty popular they they um were still making music up until last year um they're signed to Colu- they're still like signed to Columbia Records. They have an album, a big album called Back to Oakland, 1974. They're from Oakland. They also were originally they were called the Motowns because they wanted to make Motown music. How about that? Uh-uh. People on our D. I mean their album peaked at their Tower of Power album Tower of Power peaked at number 15 and sold in excess of 500,000 records. It seems like they were like, they did just fine. So there's a weird thing with like these Oakland musicians. Remember that Durando song I played for you, didn't I? Yeah. He's an Oakland musician and there was this sound in Oakland in like the 60s and 70s that is very much sort of like a throwback to Motown. It's like Motown, but like it's way more about fucking, you know? Like, um... I'm trying to think another great example of that. Who are some other Oakland musicians? I can't think of any. I'm not gonna like like make you, you the listener, wait around while I look up. Yeah, please let's save them. Although Tower of Power comes up with some pretty weird stuff on Urban Dictionary. Yeah, what does it mean? Mostly sex stuff. No way. Mostly sex stuff where people are stack fucking. Stack fucking? What's stack fucking? Like when guys are stacked on each other and like putting their penises and places huh like like an erector set yeah kind of like that in one version there's one where a little person you know they're stacking then there's actually an army term where uh yeah you know i think we're gonna let ourselves move on yeah we're gonna move on from this um stack fucking tower of power oh hell yeah you All know right, what it's time that time. it is. You know what time it is. It's today in music. <laughs> it's October 18th. And did you know that in 1706, composer Baldassare Galupi was born? And right now you're listening to a Galdasari Balupi original. Isn't that wild, Dave? It sure is. In 1957, Paul McCartney made his debut appearance with the Quarrymen, in Norris Green, Liverpool. What the fuck, Paul? The Quarrymen was the original band that became the Beatles. Oh, man. You know what's really funny about the Quarrymen? Here's a fun fact about the Quarrymen. They didn't have anyone that could buy a bass, so they just took a giant string and strapped it up over a giant plank of wood, and they called that's what their bass player did. I think that would have been Paul McCartney, actually. In 1967, How I Won the War, starring John Lennon, premiered in London. And so that's 10 years later... That's the movie that's referenced in, um, uh, what's that? I read the news today. today oh, yeah. oh, boy. The English Army had, had just won, won the war. war. Yeah. Um, in 1969, the Jackson 5 made their U.S. television debut on ABC TV's Hollywood Palace. Huh. Yep. Jackson 5. Anyone famous from that band? Um, I think, oof, I don't think so. Okay. In 1974... Mary Woodson shot herself in Al Green's home. She shot herself after throwing a pot of boiling grits on Green when he was getting out of the bathtub. You've told me this story. Yeah, Nate Burroughs, comedian and friend Nate Burroughs, has basically, he was the one that started talking to me about this. 
So once he 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 he, he put me onto this, it, it's very clear that Al Green killed his wife. Because listen to that that line of events. So what's her name? Mary Woodson. Mary Woodson is his girlfriend or his wife? Does it say? Oh, I am not. It doesn't say. So but I'm gonna so assume it's his girlfriend because if it was his wife. I'm sure that onthisday.com would have specified that because they're obviously a very reputable website. So what does it say? Read, read back again what it says. Mary she... Woodson shot herself in Al Green's home. She shot herself after throwing a pot of boiling grits on Green when he was getting out of the bathtub. Yeah, so she's in the bathtub. She throws grits on him. And then she shoots herself. I mean, it definitely seems like Al Green shot her because she poured boiling grits on him in the bathtub, which would have left scars all over his body. And then he leaves popular music after that. He leaves. He doesn't record music for a while. He becomes a pastor in Grand Rapids, Michigan. And then he released like a gospel album like 10 years later. And now he's back to being a pastor. Like you, literally anyone can just go to his church in Grand Rapids and you can just listen to him like do his sermons and shit like that and... Be like, yo, that's Al Green. And also, that's a guy that killed his wife. So both of those great things. It looks like he felt the need, though, to... What is... What's what's the word in Christianity? Um, Ask for forgiveness. Uh, Atone. Atone. Yeah, he felt the need for atone. Although atonement's pretty Jewish, too. Sure. Um, What else There's more. Keep going. In 1975, Simon and Garfunkel reunited on Saturday Night Live. It's crazy that they had like already. I'm playing the Shake Well song in the background, by the way, while nice. you're going. Keep going. Um, that they had already like broken up once at that point. Yeah, they broke up a bunch. In 1990, the musical Once on This Island opened. I don't know what that is. Mm. And also in 1990, the city of Los Angeles declared Rocky Horror Picture Show Day. Oh, great. So that's what today is. Rocky Horror Picture Show Day. Ugh. Um, Lynn Anderson, in 1982, Lynn Anderson, who I googled was some kind of weird-ass country star, was released from jail after serving two days in Nashville, Tennessee for a contempt of court sentence for swearing in front of her children. Oh, no. I, like, is that illegal? See, that's what I was trying to figure out in the meantime, but I did not... Maybe in Nashville? That seems... We swear in front of our child. Yeah, constantly. Please leave us alone. In 1997, Hanson sang the national anthem at the opening game of the World Series. You know what's weird? Throw a ball. When I think of Hanson, I just think of three... um, Who's that dude who was in Home Alone? Macaulay Culkin. I just think of three Macaulay Culkins when I think of Hanson. That's essentially what it is. What do you think of this? I'm getting kind of tired of this type of music. I am too, but I just, I, I like this Shakewell guy. He's just like a fat Mexican dude with face tattoos. Yeah, I mean, at this point, like, everyone's got face tattoos and, yeah. and bad bitches and perkies and zans, and I'm like, all right, all right, we get it. Nothing matters. It's trite, but it's 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 party music. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess I just don't. I, I hate partying no more. Yeah, keep going. It's not 2009 no more. It ain't 2009 right. no more. In 1998, Metallica performed at the Playboy Mansion. And last but not least... In 1998, Frank Sinatra Jr. married Cynthia McMurray in Houston, Texas. And that's all for today in wait, music. Wait, hold on. Do you know about the thing about Frank Sinatra Jr.'s fake kidnapping? Ooh, I don't know that. Why don't you tell? So start looking up. I'll, I'll tell you what I know, and then you can correct my inaccuracies. So if I remember correctly, Frank Sinatra Jr. was kidnapped when he was pretty young, but not too young to not have a recording career. And it was sort of revealed or believed that Frank Sinatra had orchestrated it to sort of like bring Frank Sinatra Jr.'s like to the public consciousness and and thus give him a career. And I mean, Frank Sinatra's kids never really had good careers. I mean, Nancy Sinatra died relatively recently, I think. And I mean, name more than two Nancy Sinatra songs. Do you know what I mean? Bang bang, my baby. And we only know we only know Bang Bang because of fucking Kill Bill. Do you know what I mean? Like Bang Bang and fucking these boots are made for walking. 
which I only know because Operation Ivy covered it. So I can't find um, any evidence that it was uh, like a fake kidnapping. What do you see? What's on there? That in 1963, a group of amateur criminals hoping to strike it rich engineered one of the most famous kidnappings in American history. And that's like on the FBI.gov site. Oh, they would never lie. The FBI ha- would never mislead They'd never people. have ever lied. And honestly, not that mobile friendly of a website. Yeah. Um, apparently, like it's talking about when they struck and then how they tied up Sinatra's friend with tape, blindfolded their victim. Um, bang, bang. Where was Nancy Sinatra when they needed her? They demanded a $240,000 ransom. What year was this? 1963. I guess it's a lot of money back then. That's probably like a million dollars in today's money. Um, I'm trying to figure out. Yeah, it's not good to have dead airspace on a podcast. Well, you could have jumped in there. Yeah. You know what I mean? I that, mean was, that was kind of on you. So, I mean, I don't know. What do, what do you think of Frank Sinatra? Just the man. Frank Sinatra, senior. the man? I feel like... Senior Frank Sinatra, because senior. Because I chose to marry an Italian. I can't say anything negative about Frank Sinatra, or I'll carry the ire of... You get the stink eye. You get the stink eye. Uh, Vendetta. Uh, that one, she said anything less than amazing about Frankie. That's your impression of Frank Sinatra? No, that's my impression of like one of your family members getting upset at me saying disparaging remarks <laughs> about Frank Sinatra. Well, you know, you'd think my family would be super, and they are, but my I told you my grandpa loves... Um, Bette Midler, right? No, not Bette Midler. Um, the woman from Yentl. What the fuck is her name? Oh, yeah. Barbara Streisand. Barbara Streisand. Barbara Streisand is the most beautiful actress I've ever seen, and she has the greatest voice. Oh, my God. Oh my it's God. too much. It is too much. That nose Barbara is way too big. Barbara Streisand. I got a pretty big schnoz. No, but nothing compared to Barbara Streisand. I know Barbara. You know Barbara. All right. Well, let's keep this episode rolling, 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 rolling. Yep. Yeah. So we're going to do some first listens today. Yeah. We've got first listens, um, a new Against Me track and a new Boogie track. And we both loved Against Me growing up. Have a listen in a minute. But let's see what the fuck they've come up with lately. Whoa, the lead singer of Against Me lives in Chicago. Really? Yeah. Laura Jane Grace. Is, is this Chicago? Yep. When, uh, when did she move here? I don't know. Recently. Oh, Actually, I like this better than anything they've released in like the last 15 years. It's growing on me. At first, I was like, eh. This is cool. I like this a lot, actually. I I haven't really liked anything they've done in a while. I think um, I'm not sure if this is a single or if this is an album release. Oh, she moved here in 2013. So she's been here for a minute. She basically moved here right after she started like transitioning. She started transitioning in 2012 and moved to Chicago the next year. People Who Died. It's so crazy. There's so many tracks called People Who Died. Did you ever hear that song, Awesome People Who Died? Uh Uh-uh. Who was that? Oh, I think it's by like, uh, like, O-R-E Weapons or some shit like that. No, never mind. It's by Jim Carroll and Jim Carroll's band. The guy that made Basketball Diaries, he had a band. Oh, shit. This is a cover. This is a cover of Jim Carroll's band, People Who Died. Wait, really? Yeah. I didn't even notice it. All right, now I hear it. Did you ever see Basketball Diaries? No. It's got a... Well, the movie version has got a... I think Leo DiCaprio plays him. 
And he just gets domed by a bunch of old guys so he can get money for heroin. Oh, shit. This is um, such an interesting mix of, like, a sad concept song, but then, like, this upbeat, like, almost euphoric punk music playing in the background. I like the... um, I like the juxtaposition of the two things a lot. Yeah, yeah. That's why I mean that's why I like this song. The first, you know, it's at the end of Shaun of the Dead. This is the song that plays when the credits roll. Really? Yeah. Yeah. No, this is good. I mean, it's a cover. No, this is a tight cover. I'm glad this is one of our first listens. We've got one more. Um, it's a boogie one. I mean, you've been loving boogie. Yeah, I think like you you are you've been playing him nonstop. So let's uh, let's see what this is all yeah. about. Yeah, so. We never play any of Boogie's good songs on the podcast, though. That's the yeah, problem. Yeah, I know. But let's do this. Let's see. How, all right, how let's this, listen. Let's, let's give it a bears. real first listen. I mean, this isn't boogie right now, so. No, it's not. I hate this. I, I, I hate this. Too. I absolutely hate this. What the fuck? This sounds like the guy that made Wanna Be a Baller and then the guy that starts rapping. I won't be a baller. Shakala. That guy. That's what this fucking sounds like. This is terrible. Well, I can't is, even. Is, I, is Boogie ever going to kick in? Let's see. Maybe. Is there maybe two people named Boogie? Are there two people named Boogie? Click, click on this Boogie. Is this is a totally different boogie. Yeah, this is a completely different boogie. <laughs> I love that we first listen to this. Is this person straight scamming? Because this should not be on release radar. This is all that this person has. Yeah, and this is just somebody like sort of like s- screeching by. You know, like when you sometimes like we'll find a YouTube video, and it's just like it, it's like oh, this is that song I wanted to hear, and then you click on it, it's a different song, and you look in, in the credits, it's like hey, just wanted to get my music out there. It's like fuck you, you fucking punk. Oh yeah, I see that all the time in comments. Um, it's pretty, it's pretty well. Well, that was terrible. That was just awful. That I mean, was, I'm really sorry we played that. So Boogie, the actual Boogie. So there's two famous artists named Boogie. Boogie and Boogie with the hoodie. Boogie with the hoodie is fucking trash. Boogie, uh, the rapper from Compton, is awesome. He's released maybe like four mixtapes, and they all have at least like five amazing songs on them. Um, which sounds like it's not that much, but I mean, mixtapes come out like every six months do you know what i mean like that's a lot of good songs for mixtapes um unless we're talking about someone who like releases a fake mixtape like drake or chance the rapper you know oh i want to um because this song sucked so much ass i want to go back to that people who died song because i read something kind of interesting about it that we didn't get a chance to say so this song is actually part of a mixtape that came out um called like songs that saved my life compilation And a bunch of different artists came together to do covers for this album, kind of in honor of last week was like a mental, mental health yeah. awareness. There was like a mental health awareness day. I think it was mental health awareness week. And so, yeah, there's like this entire compilation of songs. And this was um, like Laura's pick, essentially. Yeah, I mean, this is a good pick. And it's a it's a rare pick, too, right? Because a lot of people probably don't ever think about Jim Carroll as a musician. He's mostly known for his poetry um, and the fact that he was a drug addict for 40 years. And then also he has, so the the album by Rancid and Out Come the Wolves, I don't know if you're familiar with the song that that's in, but it's in this song called like, I think it's called Junkie Man. And in this middle of the song, Jim Carroll just comes on and starts reading a poem and which contains the lines and Out Come the Wolves. And so that's, the only, that's like the most famous song Jim Carroll ever did. And then Awesome People That Died or whatever the fuck. People That Died. People Who Died. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, um, just a few other tracks that are on songs that saved my life. Um, there's a cover of Losing My Religion, a cover of Semi-Charmed Life, Ugh. a cover of Bullet With Butterfly Wings. I'm playing like a, a cover of Such Great Heights. Remember that song? No, who's that by? 
Such great heights now. Uh, Who's that by? Um, such great heights. It's actually like not that old. I'm 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 gonna pull it up right now. I Isn't can't. that like the fray or some shit or like uh, um, Connor Oberst? Some of that. Uh, the that postal service. Postal service. I was right in the vein yeah, of what I was going the, for. You were you were in th- in the zone, but not quite. Yeah. Um. So I think I'm probably gonna listen to that. Maybe we can chit chat about it on the next episode. But yeah, check that out if you are interested in kind of hearing some more covers. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good uh, cover. Um, okay, so I wanted to review an album this week. Um, I, I've i really only been listening to Swimming, but then I, I was like, I need to try something else. And I saw that T.I. released a new album, and I, I thought it was pretty decent. It's T.I. It's boilerplate for who he is at this point. But uh, there's a song that I thought kind of stuck out, so I'm going to play it. And uh, we'll talk about T.I. This is OG season. I mean, man, Dave Chappelle just shouting at everybody who went through it. Who stayed the course, who held firm. I don't know what to say, nigga. I don't know what to say. <laughs> man, what can I say? I'm just another nigga from the town. Trying to find a way to get paid. Man, what can I say? Big body, $100,000 car, pull up in a new one every day. Man, what can I say? I'm getting too much cake for a say. Made way more money than mistake. Man, what can I say? So this is What Can I Say? This is off of T.I.'s new album that it literally came out last week. My favorite thing about T.I. that in 2006, he stopped the lead singer of Creed from jumping off a building and committing suicide. That's insane. Speaking of world mental health awareness. Right. And then four years later... T.I. convinced Joshua Starks, a 24-year-old suicidal man in Atlanta, not to jump from a 22-story building. So he's like the closer. If you don't want someone to jump off a building, you call T.I. Um, and T.I. said about it, for one, I'm not taking any credit. I didn't do it. I could have just as well come down there, and it could have been resolved in another way. The fact of the matter is that God put me in a position to help, and I can't take any credit for that. That's insane. That kind of makes me love T.I. independently. Um, I really like the Dave Chappelle sample in the beginning of the song. And the... I can, like, dig behind the idea of the song. I just don't think he's a very good rapper. Like, I don't like the sound. I don't like the sound of his voice or his flow, I think, really. Like, you know, there I was a... stand behind him. It's like a lead. It's just rap the flow rappers flows has just evolved so much since then it's the same reason why jay-z is no longer a good rapper because jay-z does this kind of rapping you know what i mean yeah. it's whatever the other thing the other thing I, I i take issue with older rappers that talk about how they used to sell drugs when they were like teenagers it's like all right dude yeah but you're like 37 now do you know what yeah, I mean? And I get it. And he used to walk to school in the snow with no shoes on. Right. Mom. If Uh-oh, I accidentally, accidentally uh, dropped a little Baldessari gloopy. <laughs> oh, what's that? I just dropped some Baldessari. <laughs> Whoopsie doozies. You should have to, like, sell crack for, like, five more years if you want to talk about it in your 40s. That's, that's all I feel. That's all I have to say to Jay-Z. Do you know what I mean? Well, like he, I'm sure he's listening to this episode. Yeah, he told me he listens to every episode. <laughs> he's, he's rethinking it all. I mean, I don't think... I think Jay-Z thinks that's why people come to him, but it's not. People come to Jay-Z for, like, the ballads and the big songs, you know? Yeah, for sure. I don't know. What do you think? So you think this is all right? Yeah, it's whatever. I'm kind of over it already. It's, it's really redundant, and it kind of starts off stronger than it... It really just is repeating itself over and over again in, like, not a fun way. Okay, so you had two songs. I do have two songs, finally. And I, I love this track right now. Yeah, so Rome Fortune is a 30-year-old rapper from Atlanta. 
Yeah, he's done a lot of stuff with like I Love McConan and some hip hop scene people who I have no idea who they are, like OG Mako and Dun Deal. Hmm. Um, he's released like six EPs. Um, and apparently he rose to prominence after a mixtape in 2013 called Beautiful Pimp that I never heard. But this track came up in um, my like one of my recommended playlists this week, and I've been loving it. Hmm. Uh, mostly because this is just like totally different hip-hop sound than what I've been jamming to, and I, I kind of love it. This kind of remi- reminds me of Cody Chestnut, the guy that made Headphone Masterpiece, which is what The Seed 2.0 is. Originally, it's a cover of The Seed. Yeah. Um, so here's an interesting fact about, uh, what's his name? Rome uh, Fortune. Rome Fortune, a.k.a. Jerome Fortune. Yeah, but he didn't want to go by Jerome because it made him think of Jerome Rome from Martin. Um, so Pitchfork named his album Beautiful Pimp one of their, quote, overlooked mixtapes of 2013. Oh, shit. Oh, we're going right into your next song. Oh, yeah. Well, we'll do that. We can go back to it. So this, this guy is dead. This guy is like died earlier this year. Um, he is a Dallas rapper. And this is C Struggs and this is his track Go to Jesus. He was a he was a big fat man. Yeah, but he died of cancer. Yep, it ripped through his body. Which means it was very strong. Yes. And uh, this is one of the tracks that he wrote like after he was uh, diagnosed. What do you think? I mean... I kind of really like it, actually. Yeah, I like it, too. I like the beat a lot, and, um... This is Chipmunking. Yeah. He's, um... He's, yeah, if the song is Go to Jesus, like, dude knows he's gonna die. Yeah. He died in August, August 3rd of this year. Yeah. Um, his death is a big blow to the community because he was someone who was loved by everyone. He ain't got no beef. Everyone loves Strugs. Ain't got no beef with Strugs. Um, he did a song with Rick Ross called Do It, which was his most notable cut to date. Um, basically, everyone in the Dallas... He was like the, the dude in Dallas. Yeah, he's... he's uh... And I thought that these kind of um, both of these tracks I picked this week were like departures from um, the shit we've been listening to for a little bit. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. So looking back over the music we've listened to so far, I would say I like this the best, then the Against Me song. Then I think the T.I. song, then Kanye Beyonce by Rome Fortune. What about you? Um, if I have to kind of go through ones that aren't mine, I'm probably going to put Against Me first. Okay. Um, Kanye Beyonce second, because that's like my jam right now. Okay. Um, and then Overnight Celebrity. Okay. Um, then Go to Jesus. Uh, that boogie track, I won't even say. I just like was really not that into that T.I. track. Uh yeah, you but if if you liked TI before, it's going to make you like nostalgic and you'll kind of like it. If you don't like TI, you're not going to like it. I mean, it's just really that simple. Yeah, I think I just I just don't have I don't have that, you know, big big raging hard TI boner. Yeah, I tell you what kind of ruined TI for me a little bit was uh, all the reality TV he did. <laughs> you know, like what the fuck, man? You know, it's just like 
I had respect for T.I. You know, I saw T.I. live like maybe like 10 years ago or something. Me and John worked at uh, McDonald's with this dude who loved T.I. And we saw T.I. together. And T.I. came out with just uh, him and a DJ. No hype man. No band. And he had his shirt off. And he must have weighed 100 pounds. You could see his ribs. Super. He's a super skinny dude. Like no tattoos or anything. Just like a skinny dude. And he just fucking threw it down. It was an amazing show. Um, and that's why I've always kind of liked T.I. You know? For sure, for sure. And that's it. That's really all it is. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, 24 is not a good song. It's, it's like an extremely repetitive song. Yeah, you like you like T.I. For, for all the right reasons. But uh, sadly, it ain't, it ain't my jam. But I'm. Uh, what are we? What are we going out on today? So, um, you want you wanted to do a Twenty One Savage track? Yeah. Ten bad bitches in a mess. Rich song, million rotten diamonds on me dancing. It's called the X. AKA ten. Yep. Oh, ten bad bitches. Okay, I get it now. Twenty One Savage featuring Future. I do love this beat again too, though. I love these non-traditional beats. Ditto. This is... Oh, see? Now you're saying I'm flexing on my ex, bitch. So now it's X and 10. It's both. I like 21 Savage. He's got a sick voice. And this is um, Metro Boomin. Metro Boomin, Metro Boomin. You can tell a Metro Boomin beat from like a mile away. Do you know what I mean? It's got this weird. Also, at the beginning, he goes, Metro, don't just, I'm gonna kill him. Teacher's extremely overrated, in my opinion. Um, yeah, for sure. All right, so, uh, you know, yeah, rate and review our podcast. Uh, unless it's not a five, then go fuck yourself. Yeah, if it's not a five, I don't know. Wait till next week. We'll do better. Yeah. Maybe we should incentivize them with something that's not a Starbucks gift card. I don't know. Give us a five-star review and tell us what we should give you. Yeah, yeah, let us know. Yeah, listen to the Palm Pilots, my other podcast. Um, listen to our Spotify playlist. Go to the Machine Culture website. Shout out Machine Culture. We have the Spotify playlist embedded in there, or you can find uh, Dave Metz. That's me's uh, profile on Spotify, and I have all the playlists listed by the episode name. They're all good playlists, except for, you know, the songs that we bring up just to make fun of them. Yeah, but even those, I love the Booba Galoopy. Booba Galoopy. <laughs> all right, well, anything you want to say? Nah, I'm good. Let's go to bed. <laughs>